Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. And welcome to the 2021 edition of the Talking Preps Podcast at the Star Tribune. I'm David Levake. Jim Paulson, my co-pilot, is, uh, yeah. well, not really sitting next to me, but he's here. <laughs> Hello, Jim. Hey, David. How you doing? Things are well. Things are well. I, wanted, I, I did want to say, I did want to say that this is not the 2021. It's the first 2021. Because if this is going to be the only podcast for 2021, then we better do an awful lot more prep for this. It's got to stand for a while. So Who knows what tomorrow holds, um, especially in a thriving industry such as ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, the... Um, with a very newsy, very newsy time. And, and this is even, we're recording this about noon on Wednesday, and we're still about two hours from, from the latest uh, Governor Wall's uh, press conference about uh, changing and some of the guidelines uh, around Minnesota. Uh, so there's more to, even more to come. But, but even, even with that said, uh, we've, we've learned a lot this morning. And we've got a few uh, leftover items from uh, this week. Uh, it was a big week. Jeff Monday started the, the uh, winter sports finally. About time. I mean, we talked, I think you and I, we were all talking to different coaches and different and, and different uh, sports about what was going on and teams getting back in the swing of things on money. And the, the, for everything that people talked about, the one that was the constant was how happy they were to be getting back to playing sports again and being back together. One athletic director, or, I'm sorry, coach told me that uh, after all the distance learning and social distancing and everything else that they've been doing, just to be back together doing their sport in the same venue in the same place was, was um, everyone had a smile on their, on their face. He said, they asked him to do sprints. Nobody complained. Nobody whined. They were just so thrilled to be, uh, to be back competing again. Now I have a feeling that will change a month from now because, you know, you can only have to do so many sprints, but uh, that's kind of the overriding theme. I, I heard from people on, on Monday. Well, and it says a lot because the conditions by which, they've allowed this to restart uh, are kind of restrictive. I mean, you, you, always, you, you have the pods, which we had that in the fall, uh, but you also now have masks during practices and you will have masks during competition. There are, those are, that's not an easy thing to, to consider uh, if you're a high school athlete. And yet with all of that hanging over their heads, uh, like you said, the, the, the joy to be back outweighed it. So good for those kids to, to find that joy. Now the mask thing, that is the biggest change that we're having here that I know in volleyball, there were a few teams and not everybody, but a few teams in the fall that wore masks while competing. Volleyball is pretty much the only indoor sport. I guess you consider swimming as well um, in the fall, but uh, this year um, and some of the volleyball teams, they, they adapted to it, but skating with a mask on underneath your, your face mask, your face cage that's mandated. Um, and also I may be having to have a, a, a mouth guard underneath it. That's three layers of protection there. That could be very much a hindrance basketball, the same thing. And you brought up in a story that uh, you wrote last week, that there are recommendations that masks be changed as they get saturated um, through exertion and, and with sweat or, you know, breath when you're breathing heavy, those sorts of things. The question is how, how is that going to go? Is that going to be mandated? If, if you take three hard shifts in hockey, are you going to have to go back to the bench and change a mask immediately? And what are you going to do with those, those spent masks? Is, is each player going to have to have 10 or 12 or 13 masks with them, continuously change their masks? So uh, that's, that's a question that uh, I think uh, needs to be answered and needs to be considered because 
I can't imagine you have kids changing masks as frequently as, as it's recommended to do so. Do so. You know, what's interesting is that I've heard from people and this is, you know, you have the conversations um, that, that you, you know, you use for, for the information you're gathering for an article, but then you also have, uh, as we call it off the, in the uh, record, off the, off the, uh, or sorry, in the business, we call it off the record and off the record, there's a, there's this prevailing frustration that the Minnesota department of health who is laying down a lot of these recommendations and setting this pace, there is an amount of information that it, certain things that are a revelation to them that you'd think it would be pretty standard. For example, wearing a mouth guard in hockey, uh, it, it's just the, 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 the feedback I've gotten is there's this lack of understanding about some of the basic uh, things that, that we do in our sports. And I know, I know, you know, your average government official can't know the chapter and verse in every sport, but it sounded like you're spending, they're spending a lot more time than they thought they would need to explaining what the situation was uh, to, to these officials. And that's, you know, and, and, and then feeling like they also have uh, go-betweens that understand, but then they have to present to people that don't quite understand. And so you're, you're spending as much time explaining the situation as you are uh, thinking through possible solutions and things. So it's, it's, it's been a little frustrating and a little concerning to people as far as who's calling the shots here. Well, yeah. And, and who is, uh, what's the priority uh, that right. these, um, the department of health is looking for, obviously right now they're focused on st stopping or retarding the spread of COVID and that's admirable and they should be doing that. But again, and people have asked this question at what cost and are they going to be is it going to actually be detrimental to these kids in some situations yeah. for example right. wrestling and gymnastics um and swimming are not going to be able, uh, you're not going to be required to wear a mask while competing swimming makes sense because you're going to get it wet in the water it could be uh, a hindrance to something to do. that makes sense wrestling and gymnastics the reasoning is that uh, a mask could be in the middle of competition could be a safety hazard whether it be for choking or in, in the case of gymnasts, uh, largely if they're flying through the air in a tumbling pass on the, on the bars, if it happens to slide up, maybe you know obscure vision for landing, those sorts of things that the mask could actually be um, detrimental to their health in some ways. Uh, they will have to put masks on again as soon as they're not on the comp competing, but masks will be, not be allowed or they'll not be required to wear a mask during competition. Um, but then that raises some, some more points where uh, one wrestling coach told me the kids were having a hard time on the first day, wondering why they just get done in, in a wrestling room. And he said, cranking on each other and, and wrestling without masks. And then as soon as uh, they're, they're done, that put their masks on and go around conditioning and training. And he said that they're saying that thinking that, that there's something hypocritical about that. Well, and the people you, know, you talk, you use the word hypocritical, the people are raising the concerns that is this a matter of appearance and perception or is it a matter of really getting out in front of a real uh, a, a clear and present danger? And there is no, they've asked, where is the data that says that these, these events are these, are these mass spread, these sports activities are mass uh, spreader events um, or even minor spreader events. People are, are clamoring for that, you know, what some sort of justification with numbers or anecdotes, 
And I, I haven't seen any, I don't know if you have. And so people are saying, well, then what are we doing here? Are we, are, is this just about appearances and the perception that we're, we're be trying to be safer than, than actual fundamental goods? So all these questions are swirling um, and uh, it's, it's not going away because while we learned here on Wednesday that we're going to have fans back and we can talk about that in a second, um, what we also learned is that the masks while playing is not going to change, at least in the short term. So this is, you know, as we start to uh, get back to competition, which uh, for everything other than, I believe, the skiing events, the first day of competitions can be January 14th, so a week from Thursday. Uh, then we're going to find out, all right, how is this going when you're getting, you know, when you're in a wrestling match, when you're getting checked in hockey, uh, when you, you know, you're being, someone's got a hand in your face in basketball and swipes and accidentally takes the mask down or whatever, mm -hmm. then we're going to find out, you know, how these things are really working or being maybe more inhibiting than, than, than people are comfortable with. Well, I, I will not deny that optics do play a part in just about anything you do. I mean, you and I and everybody that's gone to a, a retail store since we've had a mask mandate, we tend to notice that someone's not wearing one or if they're wearing one improperly. If you watch somebody on TV and they're not wearing masks or by the, by the uh, same token, if they seem inordinately uh, or, or awkwardly separate um, the, uh, um, appearance that they are being socially distant, I think that matters uh, significantly. It may not be the biggest issue, but I don't think anyone wants to be accused of not being safe because uh, that, that can happen. Um, but yeah, you know, when you talk about the super spreader events, uh, and again, I'm going to go back since I was writing about wrestling, who uh, one uh, wrestler, one wrestling coach told me that uh, in the summertime, club wrestling was still going on. And the, the, the uh, protocol they had was just what wrestling is going with. You know, no masks in, during competition, masks being worn everywhere else. And he told me that they went to a, a tournament in Kansas City, and the local media were there trying to stir things up, you know, asking about, uh, should they be doing this? They were portraying it as a possible super spreader event. And he said, the reality is it never, it never played out that way. These things that look like they could possibly be potentially dangerous or detrimental didn't always play out that way because there are other protocols, other cautions, other that people are taking to restrict that, uh, that spread. On the other hand, you wrote a story recently where you you talked to, a, I think it was a, an epidemiologist at the University of Minnesota who had said that very definitely youth sports are contributing factors to the spread of, of uh, COVID. So I think we're getting conflicting information from the people that are actually active in the sports and from the health community. And I think those are uh, causing a little bit of confusion amongst the people. Should we be doing this? Should we not be doing this? Does it help? Does it not help? who do we listen to? It's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm a big fan of this, this, the Simpsons. And I remember if you recall the character, Ned Flanders, uh, he was you know, very, very religious type, whatever. And one time he called the Reverend, he says, Reverend, I don't understand. I did everything the Bible told me to do. I even kind of did the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. <laughs> and that's not, and that's, not a, that's not a shot at any religion for anybody that's that's more inclined in that regard. It's, it's, it's take no offense there, but it's the it's the idea that you try, and this is where so much of the frustration comes in and where it gets so emotional. You're trying so hard to do everything you're asked to do, to jump through the various hoops, and you're being told, hey, it's it's for the greater good, and you're trying to honor that. And they, they move the goalposts and they don't always have uh, what you would want for 
um, you know, hard numbers or anecdotes of, to justify the, move, the, the movement, the constant changing. And, you know, as I, th I think about that with, with the, uh, you know, restaurant owners, for example, you're going to, you know, allow uh, people to come back into restaurants. What happens if the numbers go up and do you have to shut it down again? And that yo-yo is, that's very, very difficult. You know, I think everybody wants just a, a commitment to, is to say, okay, we're here, we're going to go forward now. And that we're not going to go back again. We're going to go forward. We're going to take baby steps. We're going to be constantly be moving forward. They can't get that kind of assurance, and 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 maybe the uh, the powers that be are, can't give it. But that's the core, I think, of the frustration. I mean, and in today's day and age, and I'm going to talk about it from a broad perspective, everyone's reality, everyone's truth seems to be a little bit different nowadays. You know, yes. what you choose to believe versus what may actually be true. Um, and so and. and that's another issue that we're dealing with. You may not like it, but that might be what you have to do. But there are some people that will say you don't. So it's a it's a real trying time for people to try to come to some sort of reality on what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, what their rights are, what their rights are not. Um, and I, but I, I tell you this: if they open things up with the uh, the restaurants and bring people back, I can't imagine them going back again for a third time to shut things down. I think you'll. I, I think that this is something that is going to have to play out because it, it I, there's just too much backlash and growing backlash um, yeah. against another shutdown, another restriction. I, unless you know it, the numbers just go through the roof, I have to believe that that this is the first step to true opening. Now it might be a long time to take that next step, but at least that's my my perspective on it. Well, speaking of steps, uh, the reports are going around here on Wednesday morning. Uh, before Walls addresses the, the, the media uh, in mass and, and the public as well at two o'clock, reports are going around that we're going to open up and allow for 150 fans at, at indoor events and 250, uh, I should say sports events, high school sports events, and then 250 at outdoor high school sports events. And, uh, you know, we're, you and I were both, the reaction was, okay, what does that mean? Let's unpack what does 150 mean when you've got fans and you've got players and coaches and, and you've got bands and you've got cheerleaders. Uh, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And we're going to, we're going to get to the bottom of that. We're going to find out what the high school leagues direction is on that and what they're telling their activities directors. Um, but, but that's, uh, that's another uh, big news out of this morning is, is we're moving in the direction to have fans because as of yesterday, we didn't have fans for winter sports. Now we do. Um, and uh, I think that's going to, well, I think it's going to be, you know, on the surface, people are going to say, okay, great. And then they're going to want more, <laughs> you know, which no. is another ongoing conflict in all this. Well, you know, in uh, volleyball, they initially tried to start the volleyball season up and it started late with no fans, and then uh, they relented a little bit and started and said that each player could have up to, I think, two, um, I don't want to call them fans, but two persons nearest to them to attend over matches, most likely parents, but it could have been a brother or a sister or a grandparent or whomever, but so that that allowed volleyball players to play in front of a few people, and they and they all agreed that it was better than nothing, but it still wasn't the same as having a, having a gym that they, uh, a full gym that they were looking forward to. This what I think we both noticed last year is a awful lot of subjectivity towards these numbers. And I'm not going to call out athletic directors or schools for breaking the rules. Some schools are very diligent in minding or those types of numbers that were allowed. You were, if if 
you were going to be there and then somebody else couldn't be there. That sort of thing. We, you and I spent a lot of time um, not in press boxes during football games, for example, because there weren't that many people allowed in them. Uh, other schools um, seem to be a little bit more relaxed about uh, enforcing those numbers. Um, and, I, and I guess, you know, we haven't heard of a whole lot of super spreader events. There were a lot of teams that did have their games canceled in football during the season and postponed, but I, I don't know how much you can draw lines and how many people were into the, in the stadium because of that. But I think the point I'm making is that it's up to the schools, I think, largely to enforce whatever numbers are recommended. Um, and, and that's what we're going to have to find out here. The high school is probably going to have to come down with some sort of uh, guidelines for how many people are allowed without looking at necessary essential personnel for a game. And uh, it'll be up to the athletic directors to interpret how many people to allow at that time. I can't believe yeah. there's any sort of punishment or anybody's going to, there's going to be any sort of governmental monitoring of how many people are in the game. There's not going to be like a fire marshal standing there saying, ah, that's the 151st person in the gym. You can't go in. But uh, it, it is going to have to be a situation where each school is going to have to be, uh, follow their own recommendations on how many people are allowed to watch a game. And like we said, I think everyone wants to do the right thing because everyone wants the kids to play. You know, we talked earlier about the joy about being back. People don't want to go backwards again. They want to have what they can make out of this winter season because no matter how you slice it, if you're a senior, this is it. If you're a junior, this is your only junior season. So do what's being asked of you to do to play, to have some semblance of a season and know that there's still a lot ahead of you in terms of, you know, the high school league has not closed the door on winter state tournaments. Um, if you're a spring athlete, the high school is uh, league is, has uh, not closed the door on, a spring season and not only that they've they've kept very much at the top of mind having a robust spring season so there's reasons to be optimistic and i think people are going to whether whatever they think and feel in their heart whatever they're going to do what is needed to to make this work for for the kids and i, I agree with you 100 percent, and i've got proof in that at the start of the football season at the start of the winter or the fall sports season that started late uh, there was a lot of concern about kids not kids being kids and not minding the protocols and requirements and restrictions when they're away from their teammates. And whether in the locker room or on the field, the coaches are mandating what they can and cannot do. But there was a lot of worry that as soon as practice is over, you'd get five kids piling into a minivan or something and going home and not following those sorts of protocols. By the end of the football season, I think I heard this repeatedly from coaches after games and from players as well that to mind their behaviors, they don't want anything to happen that's going to, to slow down or shut down their season. And the kids were actually listening. They had seen some examples of teams having their, their seasons postponed or canceled. And I think the message was getting through to kids. And I've heard that from coaches saying the same thing Monday, that you know, kids are listening and paying attention to that because they know it can be taken away from them. And just having that more than a month of not being able to start your winter sports is enough of a message sender, enough of motivation for the kids to to mind their P's and Q's and you know, follow the guidelines that the coach is recommending. So it is definitely something that is, is hitting home, and uh, that's good to see. Here's hoping we can carry on and everyone can do it safely and, and uh, before too long, you know, get used to the mask and, and get used to I think you had an article last week, the volleyball player who talked about 
at first it feels like, you know, you, you just, you know, it's just a, a hindrance and you can't breathe the way you want to, but that you get used to it. And eventually it just becomes another piece of equipment. So hopefully yeah. that's the, hopefully that's what everybody uh, realizes. And, and hopefully this isn't sidelining anybody who, who has concerns or, or has any issues. Uh, I, I hope it's, I hope there's no un, unintended consequences from wearing masks while competing. Well, and I mentioned it earlier, there are examples of sports continuing on without masks or particularly during competition from club sports seasons, basketball. Uh, from what I heard, there was a few instances in, in AAU basketball over the summer, but none in Minnesota, which were uh, uh, spreader events, but Minnesota was largely absolved from those wrestling. They said the same thing that there wasn't any large scale uh, spreading of the virus during some of those events. And they're trying to use those as a guideline and a template or the restrictions that they're putting in now. And I'll just have to keep my fingers crossed. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Well, here we go. Uh, entering, you know, whatever winter's going to hold for us. Uh, now I the like big it. question is the big question is what about the media? Will we <laughs> to go to the games? Can we cover games? We'll be allowed to talk to talk to kids and, and coaches after games. That's, that's the thing I'm sure everybody is, well, is we were, hanging up we, on that question. Well, you know, you know, all, all joking aside, I mean, we were allowed to do that in the fall. And, and for me, after the game for football and whatever, it felt normal to me, you know, yep, um, same thing. other than, you know, speaking a little louder because I had a mask on, but I think I only had to repeat myself once. And, <laughs> and the kids were, you know, happy to talk football and the coaches were too. And, and they, Hey, you know, whether it was six games that you got or whether you had a state tournament to play for or not, and you went out that Friday night and you, you try to do what you could and, and play as hard as you could. I think yeah, there was a, there's a little difference. I had enough. I had an awful lot of games where I was required to stand outside of a press box. Um, and I am complaining because yes, it's definitely a, a kind of a, of a wussy thing to do, but <laughs> some of those nights were cold, particularly since the season started so late. Um, and so we won't have to worry about being cold. If we can at least get into the gyms or the, the rinks, then we should be fine. Very good, sir. Well, I appreciate it. There's going to be much more to come. Um, we'll be interested to see what uh, Governor Walls has to say later here on, on Wednesday afternoon. And we'll be back next week as we ramp up. We're going to be on the cusp of games and uh, we'll have plenty more content and, and reaction and everything else to get to. So come back and join us and uh, be safe out there. Take care.